Hey, hey, beauties. Welcome to a Sacred Space podcast. I'm Katie, your host, and I am so excited to share with you how to create sacred space in order to heal and empower yourself. I want you to know that it is possible to live your dream life, to create amazing relationships, to experience joy daily, to be fully connected to yourself and passionate about life. No matter where you're at right now, it is possible to heal your trauma, your anxiety, and live a life beyond your wildest dreams. In this podcast, I will share with you the tools and resources I've used in order to create my dream life. And if it's possible for me, I know it is for you too. So let's get started. Today on the podcast, I am with Christina Gomes. I am super excited to talk to her. She's a vocal empowerment coach and she's so much fun. So I'm just going to have her dive in and tell y'all a bit of her background and story and what she does. And um, we'll go from there. Great. So hi. Yeah, I'm Christina. And I am actually um, a psychotherapist. I graduated with a master's degree in clinical psychology about 10 years ago and went immediately into the sexual violence space and worked with um, youth and adults who have been uh, through that type of trauma. And it ended up uh, bringing me into this space of low creative vital energy. After three years of working in that space, I became burnt out because what they don't teach you in grad school is meditation or energy work or real, true spiritual self-care. Right. So after those three years and becoming burnt out, I needed to take a step back and to become a better therapist, I needed to take my own creative journey. And so I sold all of my things and I went on this worldwide adventure with just my ukulele and some songs. And I sang in cobbled street corners in Spain and islands in Turkey and in Greece. And then I came to learn traditional yoga at the foot of a swami in northern Thailand. And most recently, I was in Central America within an indigenous Mayan community learning the sacred art of cacao ceremony. So all of these beautiful ancient practices, I have unearthed to make my therapeutic space and the space that I hold just more creative, more vibrant, and bringing a more creative element into working with both trauma and also the arts. So we are all, you know, not without our own individual traumas, and those things can affect our creative flow. Mm -hmm. So acknowledging those pieces of the puzzle and working through that. So that's what I do, especially with the power of our voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I love it. And I, I'm, I am a strong believer in like that there's power in our voices. You know, like I actually ended up with Graves disease a few years ago, which is a disease that affects your thyroid. And so um, I had spent prior to that, I had spent like the previous 10 years in holistic 
what I thought was holistic health, right? And um, using supplements and stuff instead of prescriptions and all of that stuff. So I had worked in that for 10 years and I had lived that and that was my thing. When I got Graves' disease, I was like, you know, there's energy here. It's because I had learned about the chakras and all that stuff. And I knew that what I needed was energy healing. I knew that I needed to like unlock this area and that I, I wasn't using my voice. I wasn't standing in my truth. And so that's what I did. And I have caught it luckily early enough that I was able to, to solely just do energy healing on that area and, and heal it. You know what I mean? So it was, it was like a beautiful experience for me and it was wonderful. And so I'm, I am right there with you. I really believe in the power of our voice and standing in our truth. And then I love how, like, I love your background and how you were a psychotherapist and that you worked with deep trauma like that, but you realize that like, yeah, they don't teach you how to protect your energy. So when you're working with people who've experienced trauma, you're like taking on a lot of that trauma because you don't have like the awareness of how to, how to protect that and how to stay grounded when you're working with people that have experienced that kind of trauma. So that's, your journey is beautiful and amazing. I love it so much. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. So, um, why don't you because i know right now you're doing um your seven chakras um like uh is it like a challenge or it's just like a journey through the seven yeah, yeah exactly both it's a challenge for me to show up every day with focused energy on each of the chakras so this week actually we've moved into the second chakra the sacral chakra and every day i'm just showing up with creative tips that are in alignment with the energy of that sacral chakra and so the energy of that space is that's the womb space where we literally create and hold life mm -hmm. so it's a pretty powerful energy vortex in our physical body and in our energy body and i love working with this chakra because it also is associated with the element of water so there's a lot of beautiful medicine songs and imagery that connect with water and it's just it's the chakras are this colorful roadmap to see where we have you know can create space mm -hmm. and be creative and just move some creative blocks so mm -hmm. each chakra is associated with an aspect of our psyche so it really can you can work in so many ways with the chakras you can mm -hmm. imagine color you can imagine light and also each chakra has a sound so my favorite practice is actually chanting the sound for that chakra and then you can feel the vibration from the inside out start to really move those places deep within us and then it's just, it's a fun experiment. And yeah. the more people practice, they start to see, wow, this is actually really working. I do feel more creative. I do feel in a flow. So you get to access that creative energy while being creative, while actually using the power of your own voice, singing, dancing, drawing. It's really lovely working in that way. Yeah, it really is. I, I love the chakras. And also I want to point out, like that I love the way you say it. I, I've heard so many people say like, um, chakra is how, like the way that you pronounce it. That's how you're supposed to say it. But I never liked how they said it. And I never liked that. So I always just say chakra because it feels feminine to me. But the chakra. Way 
the way you say it is like this perfect blend of like the masculine <laughs> feminine energy behind it. It's like so perfect. I'm like, oh, she said it's so beautiful. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. My yoga teacher, she's from India. She'd be like, chakra. You know, she would correct me. But I also think your own true voice is how you show up in your sound. Sometimes I'm hearing myself. I have a uh, East Coast accent, and it's not gone away in all of my travels. And I hear myself, and that's my true sound. And so, yeah. why, why change it? Why hide it? But especially when we're working to find our inner voice, just let it flow. <laughs> yes, I agree completely. Um, why don't I'm always interested in in the way that people um, see the chakras or um, view each one. So. Why don't you just go through like really quickly and tell me, tell us about like, you know, the chakras and the system and how you, your take on all of that. Yeah. So to start, I work with the seven basic chakras and the first one is at the root. It's at the very base of the spine and each chakra has a, a shadow side. And so we can take a look at the shadows to bring them into the light. So when we are working with, the root chakra, we can focus on releasing fear. And when we use the sound that is associated with the root, which is a low guttural uh sound, we can have that intention of releasing fear. And there's a famous sound healer, Jonathan Goldman, who has studied sound cross-culturally. And what he discovered was each culture has a different sound for a different uh, modality for a different reason. And so really he discovered that intention plus sound equals the manifestation of what we're trying to do. So we're using our creative mind, our creative mind's eye to imagine fear, imagine our life without fear. And then we say the sound and play. And then the second chakra is uh, the shadow is shame. So especially since the second chakra is associated with our sexual energy, women in general, uh, men as well, also tend to carry shame in this energy center. And so the sound can release that. And then the third is our power chakra. It's about self-confidence. It's above the belly button in our solar plexus. And it really is about our own self-love. Even our humor is here we laugh from our bellies <laughs> so that's a fun that's a fun sound to play with and then we have our heart yeah and cross-culturally the heart represents so much love self-love universal love compassion empathy and that's a sound of ah and then our throat which becomes this kind of last stop valve when we work through up the chakras uh how then can we speak our truth speak out our creative energy we have a message to share how do we want to share it and and also sing one uh thing that i work with is singers who have stage fright or people who have described themselves as tone deaf and have never sang i have helped people get up on stage and sing their first song. And to see that moment really brings me joy, as well as them. The, the crying, singing can bring up so much for us. It's really yeah. beautiful. And then we have the third eye, and this is our intuition, our deep knowing, the softer inner voice, our higher selves. And then the crown chakra, which is our 
universal connection to spirit and source, however you want to describe it, God, the universe, the cosmos, ascended masters, angels, it can go on and on, but however you connect to that bigger why. And that's beautiful. I love that. You describe it so perfectly. I love it so much. Um, okay, so then, um, and I know you kind of already touched on this a little bit, but just tell me about like, um, like your take on the power of the human voice and, and what vocal toning is and how we can use that more in our lives to heal and, and manifest and all of that good stuff. <laughs> exactly, beautiful. So vocal toning really is making sound. So you can, let me see if I have my bowl, you can actually play and tone. I love that. Yeah, so fun just to play with the sound of your voice. And scientifically, it is proven um, in many studies that when we sing, we are releasing endorphins, serotonin, oxytocin, these chemicals that are responsible for our feelings of joy, the sensations of happiness. Yeah. So it's really, uh, science is proving this as well. And science also tells us that at our core level, everything in reality is vibrating. So it's, I like to say it's singing, you know, yeah. if you can make that inference that everything is made of sound, if that everything at the low the foundational level is in a state of vibration so yeah. we can tap into that knowledge by using the vibration of our own voice and why it's so powerful too is you don't have to be a professional singer you don't have to plug anything in you always have your voice with you yeah, yeah. and it also helps professional singers when i started this vocal toning practice toning to each chakra because each chakra also has a note on the scale uh, my vocal range also widened so there's the another benefit if you are a singer and this is something that you want to perform and you want to increase your vocal range it also helps with that too as well as releasing these creative blocks mm -hmm. yes that is absolutely amazing i love that mm -hmm. Um, okay, and then, like, I know you talk a lot about, like, finding your heart song and tapping into your passion and really expressing that. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that and um, your experience with that and maybe, like, your clients' experiences with that and that sort of thing. Yeah, so of all the roles that I play, you know, we talked about being a psychotherapist, a traveler. My favorite is singer-songwriter. This is my how I show up. This is my medicine to the world, so to speak. I have written over 30 songs and they're like little time capsules of these moments in my life that I can always look back on and see my growth. And they also, you know, blues music works with, works with the shadow, works with these kind of uh, heartbreaks, country music as well, and turns that into art. And there's a sort of magic in that. It's working with the spiritual laws of the universe to transform uh, heart, heartache, shadow, darkness into poetry, into poetry in motion, into beauty. Mm -hmm. And it can have a lot of transformational effects for myself and for people who, who play in that way. And so I also work with creative writing because that is how I write a song. There are many ways to write a song mm -hmm. um, but 
I actually, it comes through the pen. If I sit and I write, uh, spirit guides me to flow in this kind of way, poetry. And then I will sing, wrap a melody around it. And it, it's really powerful to be able to express your words, your inner truth, your inner song, and have others receive it and listen. And in a lot of senses, become moved by that, be connect in that way, and find their own transformation from, from each other's transformation. Mm-hmm. Music is so powerful. We know this. We are everybody. Who doesn't like music? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it connects us, you know, and especially if it's coming, like how you do it, like through creative writing like that, and it's coming from this place of, of deep soul movement and spiritual connection, and then sharing that and having other people feel that too, like it creates this oneness, you know, and, and we all are one, but we, we so easily lose sight of that. And we so easily feel that, that we're alone and on this journey and that, and we feel so disconnected. It's so easy for us to fall into that place of disconnection. And one of the most powerful ways that we connect is through music, is through someone else's, you know, heart movement, soul expression you know what I mean so that's like so beautiful I love it so much so awesome (laughs) that's wonderful so like when you when you do your creative writing and stuff is it is it just like a free flow thing like like where you sit down and you just let the the words come right yeah one thing that really helps me is every morning I don't wake up with an intention to write a song but I wake up with the the intention to write and Mm -hmm. I came across a beautiful book called The Artist's Way, written by Julia Cameron, and she has described the creative process as no different than the spiritual process. There's no differentiation for her and for me as well. So our creative process is this connection to our deep spirit, our deep why. And so, but sometimes we are blocked by thoughts, by our anger and our frustrations and these things that we have to vent, you know, we have to release these. These are the things that block our true song. So if I have something going on in my life, some some hurt, some betrayal, these things are still going to come up no matter how connected to spirit you believe that you are. Or I mean, I, I work with a, I've been sitting at the foot of a Swami and, you know, he still has things in the life like everybody else, you have to relate to people. And so for me, I wake up every morning and I write and I journal and I get out a free flow, a free stream of consciousness. And sometimes you get to really what you really want to say, the deepest aspects. And then this is put away and actually never looked at again. Mm -hmm. And then I find if later I sit down with the intention to write a song, I'm free from these other thoughts and worries and concerns and I can put a uh, more creative intention into I like to say things in a non-traditional way and and not and try to say you know say the same things our collective story these story ideas of heartbreak all the juicy stuff that songs are usually written about mm-hmm. love let's say it in my own creative way and mm-hmm. so when I've already released the blocks, then I can get to the heart of the song. 
Yes, that's beautiful. I, I am like a huge proponent of journal journaling. I think that that is probably if there if I had to like pick one thing that that heals me the most, like it would definitely it would definitely be that like it's it's so huge. I don't do the morning pages though. And I don't know why like I think at one point I definitely did do that. And I think that I just kind of fell off the wagon on that. So I, I want to start doing that again, because you make it sound so amazing. But, um, but I, every time that anything comes up for me, the first thing I do is grab my journal and I just, you know, and I let it all out and it really, it does release things. It helps you see it from a clearer perspective. It helps you get to your truth. So then you're able to express that, you know, and, and communicate. And I think that's so important, like, especially in relationships, we often don't know what our truth is. Like, we're not sure what it is and we can react out of that and we can, end up attacking another person because we're feeling a certain type of way and we know that's not our truth and we know that like they probably didn't have anything to do with it so i so when you're able to journal it out first and really discover what the truth is behind it then you can honestly communicate with other people and healing and transformation like happens through that so i've noticed that in my life hugely and i i am a huge proponent of just you know writing it out i think that that is it's amazing. And I'm going to start using the morning pages. And I've heard of that book, The Artist's Way, but I have not read it yet. So I'm going to have to get it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of beautiful practices in that book. And one that I also do is taking yourself on an artist date. So it's a, this practice of self-love, which yeah. with the heart chakra, um, just honoring. I think all of these uh, vocal practices are an act of self-love because you're really working with your own voice, this vibration that is coming within you and coming out of you and sharing that with the energy around. Yeah. So it's, it's honoring yourself in that way. And then taking yourself on a date, maybe you go into the nature and sing or you take yourself to the movies, whatever it is, but uh, going on a date with yourself, with your inner artist, because your inner artist is like this inner child mm -hmm. that we have often neglected. I've just spent time with uh, my family on the East Coast and seeing all the new children in the family and just seeing them be so creative, mm -hmm. innately. And somewhere along our lives, we get self-conscious of our inner song or our drawing for drawing's sake or writing for writing's sake for our own self-love mm -hmm. yeah. so i'm bringing it back <laughs> no i'm i'm with that I, like the exact same thing happened to me and i i was very i wrote all the time as a child like that was my my favorite thing to do i would just write and write and i would make fictional stories and i would journal about everything that's going on and <clears throat> um you know i you know, I became a teenager, I ended up with heartbreak, all these things, and I just stopped doing it for years. And I, I noticed that during that time, that span of, you know, maybe it was like 15 years, it was a long time. I was so just like, um, I don't know what the word is to say, like, just in prison, do you know what I mean? Like that feeling of just not knowing who I was, not um, understanding anything that was going on and, and having all of these, these patterns that I created for myself and, and just feeling um, lost, I guess, you know, and when I started doing it again, it, it just, it was so healing, you know, and then my creativity started coming out and 
I started doing all these things, like you said, for creative creativity's sake, just to do them. And watching my daughter do that stuff, like she's seven, so she's so cute. And she just, she just goes in her room. I buy her all these things so she can draw. She loves to draw. And that's her journaling is drawing. Like when something happens to her, she draws it out. Like whatever happened that upset her, how she felt, she does little drawings. It's so cute. I love it so much. So that's like her way of journaling and processing is drawing. And, and it's beautiful. And I encourage it. And she loves to sing and does all these things, you know, and they're, it's, they're just, it's wonderful to like watch that. And I think having her like open that up for me too. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's sort of this just even in an infant who obviously isn't like drawing or anything, but they have this sort of magical creative energy. That's just like natural and you can feel it. You know what I mean? So it's beautiful. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> children are our inspiration. And so I try to, uh, be childlike as much as I can. But yeah. often, you know, when we're wrapped up in our own story, our trauma, our drama, mm -hmm. uh, that childlike innocence uh, starts to fade. So then why I, I return to these practices because it is like this childlike innocence just to make sound yeah. and then to write a silly song or play, you know, play. <laughs> yeah exactly play yeah exactly I have a hard time with that I think in spirit I'm very playful but then I also have this this aspect of me um that is very like um like planning and I need to have everything a certain type of way and I, it has to it like the controlling side of me right so there's this controlling side of me and then there's this like I'm the little kid side of me and often they're they're doing battle <laughs> <laughs> with the balance with everything I mean if I just were playing all the time I actually wouldn't you know then I maybe I wouldn't record my music and, and or you know we have to I like to plan as well but having that flexibility and and freedom to know that when because the dramas are going to come mm -hmm. but to not create any more internal suffering that that needs to happen we can we can say oh i have this practice i i can prescribe this sound i can go to this ancient practice to instead of instead of always talking about it because this is what happens especially on the east coast is we've been offended something has happened to us or something really serious has happened to us and we have to talk about it with the auntie we have to talk about it with the neighbor we have to keep complaining about it until it becomes ingrained and it becomes our song mm -hmm. and we can put an end to that sooner by creating sound around it mm -hmm. by releasing it through sound yes i love that and you're right like you have to have your tools you know what i mean like i i I don't know how I got along in life, like as, as long as I did without having like a toolbox of things that I can go to where I'm like, so I'm not doing that. So I'm not gossiping or regurgitating the same story or falling into a story that I know really isn't my story. That's not what I want to be my story. And we all get to create our own story. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like that's the beauty of life. But we forget that and we fall into whatever happened to us is our story. And that's just not true. And having tools that you can use to help release the story and then come back to center and be like but what really is 
my story, you know what I mean? And, and be consciously creating that instead of falling into this happened and this is who I am. Like what happened to us is not who we are, you know? And, and the only way to really bring ourselves back into that, that centered space of where our heart is at is to have things that we can rely on that bring us back to that space. Right. Yeah. yeah beautiful. Yeah. Well, that's why I love yoga psychology so much and the ancient philosophy of yoga is because it, at the core of yoga philosophy is this heart-centered knowing that we are beyond these stories, that there's a deeper inner truth that, we, that is always with us. We don't have to go searching for it. You know, I, I went on a world travel looking for spirit and then the cosmic joke, right, is that it was with me all along. And yeah. it doesn't make the adventure any less needed or that I'll just, you know, I'll just sit in a cave and meditate. That's not my dharma. That's not my song or truth. But that if I chose to do that, that I would find the same type of inner essence as if I were singing and being outgoing all the day. So that balance and just knowing that no matter your path, you can come back to that that deeper inner song, which is that we are whole and complete now, no matter our story, our situation. And what I love about the creative process is that it is storytelling. When you were saying your daughter, journal, she draws to journal. She's telling her story through drawing. And when, when people dance, I, when I dance, mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. this yeah this story and we're always rewriting our story through our creative expression mm-hmm. yes i love that so much that's beautiful well christina why don't you go ahead and tell everyone like where they can find you where they can work with you and all of that stuff great so i just started an IGTV channel so fun so my instagram is untame your voice and i'm also giving away through Three days of the guided practice of the vocal toning practice, which is at my website, the Leela Project, and that's two E's dot com slash untame your voice. And that's where you can sign up to get those free practices. And when you do that, I'll also send you a link to my Facebook group where I'm sharing the same IGTV videos also in the Facebook group. So if you like Instagram or you're on Facebook, you can always get a hold of me and play with these just little daily tips and fun. Today, I'm going to post a medicine song, a water blessing song. So you can look into that. Yeah, it'll be really fun. I, can't wait. I love your videos and I love your songs. Like they are so much fun. And, and I really do feel like the, the powerful energy behind them. So I, I love it. I love seeing your videos. And I post all the links below this video so everyone can just click and and go right there. (laughs) Yeah, this has been so much fun. Yeah, I love love podcasts, our storytelling. So thank you for having this space to share in this beautiful journey together. Thank you so much for coming on. Like, I was so excited to talk to you. I I love, like, what you do. I think that it's beautiful. And um, especially especially for women that... um, well, for women in general, but for women who have, um, like, been affected by, um, you know, throat chakra things, like how I was with the Graves disease and stuff, and I know so many women, my mom, that affected her, um, she ended up having to have her thyroid killed, 
like all of these things. And I, that hugely affects women. Like more and more women are ending up with, um, you know, thyroid issues. And I think that like that comes from this, this closed throat chakra area and there's these blockages in there. So what you're doing and the work that you're doing, working with sound is like, it's powerful. It's life changing. It can help so many, so many people heal from, from those things that happen. So I'm really excited about it. So glad that you came on. (laughs) Thank you so much. For free resources, ebooks, and other super awesome tools, go to my website, sacredspacewithkatie.com. I also want to remind you to subscribe so you always get the latest episode and to leave a review so other people can find this podcast too. I super appreciate you tuning in today, and I will catch you in the next episode. Have a beautiful day.